Hey everyone, welcome to Sick in the City. We're Amanda and Mel, two sick chicks spilling the tea on chronic illness. We have a really fun episode today and our last episode of 2021, which is absolutely insane. So we're going to talk all about just dealing with chronic illness and getting through the holidays and we're just going to catch up. So hey Mel, how's it going? Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah. Happy Thanksgiving, which was like two weeks ago. Everything's just flying by. I mean, this time of year, it's just everything's so busy. You have family everywhere. And I think both you and I kind of were so tired, like after Thanksgiving to the point where we were like, we should just do a whole holiday episode because I feel like that is all I'm talking about in my appointments right now. I have people canceling their appointments left and right. Like (laughs) just like I'll save it for January. And right, right, right. I always say it's not a good time to start a diet, but when you're chronically ill, you don't really have a choice, but to live through it. So I think it's like a good time for management and not a good time for like, I'm going to overhaul and do an elimination diet and not like eat anything in sight. I think it's a good time for how do I manage my day-to-day life during the holidays while being someone who has chronic illness. Yeah. I mean, and just finding balance really like that is, I think the key to anything and everything we ever do and talk about because you have to find that balance. And I know we'll dive into it a little bit more. Um, but I think something that really triggered this whole thought process for me was right before Thanksgiving, getting some new health info that was just overwhelming and upsetting. And I really needed like space to process it. And it was right before we had family around and there was just a lot going on. And I felt like just really pent up emotionally. And I was, I had to figure out what was going on. And I'm like, it's literally just because I haven't had space to, to digest this information. Right. Right. Well, it's challenging because you're a practitioner and you're helping other people constantly. So I feel that when we get the news ourselves, we're like, wait a second, was, did I miss something? Was I not taking care of myself? So I definitely want to hear, hear more about what led you to get everything checked up on and, and what's going on. Yeah. So it had been a long time. I mean, I haven't really gotten any blood work or gone to see a doctor much since we moved to New York. And that was because I got really signed off from all of my doctors right before we moved. And I wouldn't have moved in the first place if I had known that anything was up, you know, I I think at that point I just felt freedom. I felt like now is the time and I just embraced it. And all my doctors were like, yeah, like, you know, everything's good. You're stable. Like everything is in remission. You haven't progressed. And so I took that as like, you know, (laughs) all gas, no breaks, just like to New York, let's reintroduce new foods. I've never had, let's try a little bit of alcohol. Let's just see what my body can handle. Cause I was just having fun and had been waiting so long to be able to branch out a little bit, you know, to not be so restricted. Yeah. And I've really been trying to find that balance just in the past year or so of just like, what can I handle and what can I handle? And so I've definitely not been perfect. I mean, I've had a lot of foods I know aren't great for me. I've had sugar, you know, I've had alcohol. I've gone to restaurants and gotten like, right. You've been living your life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I aim to have all clients eventually be able to do is, is try new things and like branch out, not be afraid of these things that have making them sick for this whole time. So 
I've been living and like making memories. I tried so much stuff in like the city that was just loaded with sugar. And at that point, nothing really bad was happening. I didn't feel like I was flaring. Like I used to years ago. Um, I wasn't really getting sick at all. Like nothing was bad until we kind of, we moved upstate and all of a sudden, like my hair kind of started falling out. And that was the first thing that I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, why is this happening? And I didn't think much of it, but then also like DNRS has really trained me to not be hypersensitive and aware of my symptoms anymore, because that was the way I had to be years ago, trying to figure out what was going on. There's a time where you have to be hyper aware. And then once you're on the other side of it, you kind of have to unlearn those tendencies in order to just move forward. Right. And DNRS is basically rewiring your brain. It's, it's a system. What is the, what does it stand for again? Dynamic neural retraining system. Right. So you retrained your brain to essentially not be triggered by things. And then you're adding all these things back in and not being triggered. But then it's like, what are these things doing to your body? Which is kind of yeah. Challenging. Yeah. I just was so far removed from like thinking about what was going on with me internally because I've found maintenance, you know, I still do weekly coffee enemas. I still take a handful of supplements because that was what I was told, like do this and you'll yeah. be, you'll be good. So when I first started working with the doctor in Colorado that I'm currently the nutritionist for, he decided to do blood work for me as like a, um, you know, welcome gift of sorts, but it's also kind of a training opportunity because I'm way more invested in learning about blood work when it's my own blood work. So we did it kind of just as a courtesy and I wasn't expecting anything. And so I finally got it done last month and essentially like my ANA was positive. My immune system is still flaring and the, I believe homogenous pattern. And I don't know if you know about that, but it's like, I was one over 160, which in his realm of knowledge and education basically told me like one over 180 is kind of in like the lupus category of how Mm -hmm. active your autoimmune disease is. Yeah. And so just hearing that, I was like, uh, fuck. (laughs) Like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, your autoimmune is still really, really active. You're still dealing with a lot of inflammation and your, your muscles actually have decreased in like muscle mass. So my creatinine and my bundle creatinine ratio were low. And so in general, he's like, yeah, you're losing muscle mass. And I was like, well, my autoimmune disease targets collagen in my body. Right. 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 That makes sense. And so I was devastated. I was like, well, what am I, what? Like, I wouldn't have been doing all these things if I had known, but you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think it took me a couple of days to just process that. Cause at first I was really overwhelmed, but of course, like my boyfriend and my sister and everybody's like, this is really good though. Like it's really good information. And it is because, you know, and, and because you can handle it, you know, you are a practitioner, which I think puts you a little bit ahead of the curve, just in terms of being able to manage it and put together a plan for yourself. Yeah. And we are always our first clients, right. You know, and it's so hard to take care of ourselves. Like I feel like having, you need to take a step back sometimes and be like, yeah, okay, what do I need to do? Yeah, no, I mean, I immediately called you. I was like, talk me off the ledge. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we, and we did. And I mean, 
I'm the exact same way, right? Like during the summer when I was having hormonal issues, I'm like, Mel, why are my nails thin? Like, of course I (laughs) knew why my nails were thin, but these are just things that I think it's sometimes helpful to have an outside perspective, but are you feeling better about everything now? And you have a plan going forward, which is great. Yeah. And really the, the main thing I did want to make sure and disclose to as many people as possible is that essentially he thinks the reason that my immune system is continuing to respond and attack, you know, my cells is because of underlying infection Mm -hmm. and specifically one in my sinuses left over from when I was living in mold. Right. And at the time when I first moved out, I mean, even in my mold ebook, I include a sinus like nasal rinse that you're supposed Mm -hmm. to use after you move out. But I just never did one because my doctor really never talked to me about doing one. So at the time, I just assumed that there was information in my blood work that showed I didn't need to do it. And I just learned (laughs) from my doctor that I'm working with now that it's a vital part of recovery. You have to get your sinuses tested to like learn about if you have something called Marcon's and a biofilm and fungus and bacterial overgrowth in your sinus cavity after you move out from mold. So it's an important step. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, and there's an antibiotic spray you can use to actually like rid yourself of it. That doesn't do the same thing as antibiotics in your gut. It just is very targeted. It's, it's safer, you know? And so I was worried I was gonna have to do that. I got my sinus results back. Luckily, I don't have the Marcons, which is essentially like a staph infection, but I still have severe bacterial overgrowth in my like sinuses. So, right. Which is one of the toughest places to get rid of because it's so challenging to find. So you don't know that that's going on. And a lot of people that have lived in mold will move out of mold and still have symptoms and they don't know why. And that's usually why. So it's good that you were able to, to find that. Yeah. And I guess part of me and something I told you was that even after we moved out of mold, I feel like I, I recovered in a lot of ways, but slowly, but surely I've been like gaining this random slow weight, like over years, you know, and I haven't really noticed it. Cause I don't like bring out my scale as much, but there's not just like some random reason you should be gaining gradual weight. Like that's, that's not like, especially no, if you're not changing your routine. It's usually a mold issue, a Lyme plus mold issue. It also could be high estrogen, high cortisol, which we've talked about before. And generally all these things go hand in hand. Like, I think when we were originally speaking, you were thinking that you were having an estrogen dominance, which you could potentially have from the mold, but that's when we start to hold on to water. And it's really that struggle of I'm working out, I'm eating healthy. Why is my body putting weight on versus going the other direction and not in a muscular way? Because if you're getting a test and your muscle mass is getting lower, then you can't pull the old muscle is more than fat type right. of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so everything I learned really gave me a lot of clarity, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but the treatment for this kind of thing specifically is with a neti pot, you know, a normal neti pot with saline. And I'm using a form of like berberine, an antimicrobial called golden seal, uh, which you can buy in like tincture form from Gaia herbs and things like that. But Mm -hmm. I've been doing it and this bitch hurts. (laughs) Like it 
hurt so bad. I felt like something was going on in my brain and I was <laughs> it like, it goes all the way up there. That's why. Yeah. I just never realized how far <laughs> your sinuses go up. It's wild. Like no wonder you get sinus headaches and stuff, you know, but you can really right. feel it working. And so the first couple of days were really tough. Cause I just felt like, Oh, like this is crazy. Yeah. But fine. I've been doing it like four or five days now. And I suddenly have been realizing that I have more mental clarity in conversation. Like, and that's something I didn't even realize I had a brain fog until yeah. yesterday when I was talking to Justin, I'm like, Oh my God, like I have this hyper focus right now. I don't know where it came from and that's feeling better. And I feel like I woke up less bloated this morning and it's just wild that like specifically clearing out your sinus cavity of like bacteria can help with everything else going on in your body. I mean, no matter where the infection is, there's so many possibilities where any underlying root cause, like potential source is going to be making your autoimmune or chronic right. symptoms worse. And right. it's just, right. you have to factor for everything always. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. And it's just, it's just another thing to think about. And I think that the things that go up your nose are truly crazy. I have a vitamin synapsin that my doctor has given to me for a long time. And I swear it's a wake up to my brain. Like I do a couple sprays up my nose and I feel like my entire brain does like, I don't know, it gets like zapped and it's like, we're up, <laughs> we're ready to go. So I think it's just wild, but you know, I'm glad that you found out what's going on and you're on the road to recovery. And I can't wait to get updates from you just on how it's going. Cause I do think that this could be helpful for a lot of people, especially just this community with everyone's, you know, people are in mold, people are taking out their moldy decorations. Let's, <laughs> let's just call a spade a spade, bringing those yeah. things out of the attic and the basement. And, you know, suddenly you're exposed or you're going to families, your family's home. I actually had a client who went to their parents' house over Thanksgiving and were exposed to mold because their parents' house, you know, was moldy. They don't live there anymore, but then they were exposed to mold. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good time to just like do a check-in, make sure that, you know, you're <laughs> feeling okay and, and see what's going on. And speaking of like Christmas decorations and stuff, Christmas trees, I just read are really prone to mold. So hmm. that's something you, you always think about, but I also was doing research because we were going to buy a real tree this year. And I realized, I mean, they spray these trees with pesticides and like they chemicals. Do. And so I started trying to find out if there were any organic Christmas tree farms, like anywhere in our area, I found one. <laughs> in like the entire state of New York. Oh my God. I haven't had a, I've, I've had a real tree maybe once in my entire life, which is like pathetic, but <laughs> I, yeah, we have a plastic tree. Yeah. No, like it's a lot of effort and you're bringing this big old plant in your house that has yeah. chemicals all over it. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean the little plants die. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, <laughs> and also when you have a pet, it's not, it, Stella climbs into the tree and knocks everything off of it anyway. She's been sleeping <laughs> under it, which is cute until she wakes up and then again, climbs into the tree and then 
it hits all of the ornaments onto the floor. So (laughs) I would just rather not have a real tree because then I would have, you know, the little pieces of it all over the place. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited to dive into holidays, but I, before we did, I I did want to make sure we got to talk about your fun new job that you are enjoying and just wanted you to tell the people. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So, I mean, on our last, uh, episode, I mentioned that I, you know, had what could only be described as a nervous breakdown and quit my job. So that was a really interesting process and, and super scary. It was definitely free falling for a little while, but I have started working at a new job. I'm working for a CBD water company of a functional beverage, I should say, because they have other, they have an immunity line as well. And it's just way more aligned with my life and, and what I, you know, what I feel strongly about as just a mission for my own brand. And, you know, they're really into science-based nutrition. So, you know, they make sure to that their drinks have the, um, recommended daily intake of zinc and vitamin D. And then, you know, their CBD is, is tested and studied and researched to make sure that it's really pure hemp and doesn't have THC in it. And it's just really delightful. It's, it's a smaller company and it's, it's definitely the right fit for me. And I'm, this is my first week. Mm -hmm. I'm super happy. I'm having a great time. They, are awesome. So I can't wait to continue. I've definitely been living La Vida CBD. I drink one every single day now. And it's nice because I haven't been doing CBD since I had my own line Mm -hmm. of CBD. And I am also very familiar with all the regulations and all that stuff because I did have a CBD product in my Olive and Grace line. So it's been a while since I've, you know, dabbled back into the hemp world and I'm loving it. It's so great to get that, you know, little piece of relaxation every day. Do you feel like it does make a big difference in like how you feel when you're doing it every day? Cause I know you kind of have to like build it up in your system, right? You do, you do. It's definitely one of those things that builds up, you have to be pretty consistent with it. So there's 25 milligrams of CBD in their drink and it's sparkling water. So it's suit and it's super delicious. I do feel afterwards that it helps me like with just, just being calm and also just inflammation. Yeah. And I've been a naysayer, at, you know, I've been like, kind of like on different sides of the fence when it comes to CBD, but like now I am a full-blown believer that it really does help me with my pain. So yeah, I mean, I'm in I've, it to win it. I've heard that's like the main reason why people take CBD is for pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and mental health, like it definitely yeah. helps with like anxiety and things like that. And yeah. I always say like about this kind of, like, I do believe that it works, but like, even if it doesn't, and you think that it does, I think that's okay too. <laughs> so oh, yeah, we always need things to like trick our minds into like things. Yeah. You know, and it tastes, tastes delicious. And so I feel, I feel really good to be, I think just like working at a brand that is trying to make the world a better place by having, you know, by offering products that help people with their mental health, with their brain health, you know, with their body and things that I really, for the first time in a really long time, like I feel really good about 
recommending these products like to my clients, to, you know, my community. And that's just so important to feel that, yeah, you know, alignment, right? Like it's just exactly aligning every alignment. Yeah. Yes. I mean, especially like this time of year (laughs) where there's so much going on. Exactly. Be a good addition. And, you know, having those fun drinks, I just, um, actually sent this fun mocktail recipe that I saw that Liz Moody posted on her Instagram. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys follow her, but she's wonderful. And she posted this like thyme, simple syrup, like rosemary cranberry drink thing. And I was like, Ooh, yes, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's exactly like it is. It's definitely a good, mixer. It's called cloud water, by the way. I didn't say the name of the the brand. It's called cloud water. (laughs) I am not trying to like, you know, shill it on here, but I it's called cloud water. It's really cool because you can make mocktails and cocktails out of it. And that's what I make mocktails out of all the time. And I think as we dive into this episode about ways to survive the holidays, I think having something like a CBD sparkling water that you can have when everyone else is having a cocktail is super key. Yes, absolutely. And I definitely think that can lead us right into the topic of just chronic illness, you know, and around the holidays and the highs and lows of it all and how to really transition. Cause I think, I really do think the first year of like holidays, right after everything, you're trying to transition Uh your life, you're trying to make lifestyle and diet adjustments. And it just gets, it's really complicated at the beginning. And and there's a lot of stress and drama and questioning from family. And, you know, I I know I dealt with that a little bit for sure, but I know we did kind of just want to talk about our own experiences. So if there's anything you remember kind of at the beginning of all this, what what would it be? It's definitely, I think it's been a challenge over the years as, as I've been sicker for longer and in kind of one mindset, when it comes to the way I eat, it's gotten easier. Mm -hmm. Last year, the holidays were challenging because I had just gotten diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis. So even though I had been dealing with pain and two Christmases ago, I was bedridden because I had my spine surgery. So it's definitely been I, I did not eat much that year. I won't lie. So it's, it's definitely been a challenge, but I had just gotten diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis. I had just started biologics on Christmas Eve. So it was an interesting holiday because I was so exhausted emotionally, physically, mentally, but last year was definitely the first year I, I hosted Christmas Eve and I'm hosting Christmas Eve again. And that gave me a little bit more control over the menu, which I do think is important because I was able to make myself vegan options. I didn't have to worry about setting the boundary or telling people, but I, but I will say that my in-laws and my own family have all been really good about respecting me being vegan, like even on Thanksgiving, you know, everything. So I feel best when I am able to stick within my routine. And now that that's been going on for so long, people have respected it and there's no, nobody bothers me about it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think something I always like to really emphasize with clients is that we're all human, you know, we're human. There are going to be moments where you eat something that, you know, is probably not going to make you feel great, but the important thing is not to like beat yourself up about it. It's just like, you know, like, well, I just 
we'll go back to my normal routine tomorrow. And if there's anything bad that happens, it was my decision. And I know what kind of supplements I need to take to make me feel better. So, yeah. well, eating is such an emotional thing, especially around the holidays, because there's so many traditions, Christmas cookies, different meals. Um, you know, Rob is Puerto Rican. They drink Coquito. Like there's all these different things. And I really feel that, part of taking care of our body, our mind, and our soul is to your point, indulging in these things from time to time. I, I personally like to make options for myself and it's not necessarily about being sick. It's just that this is, as we've talked about before is like, this is how I live my life. Like this, there's no going off of this, but I have in the past made my grandfather's Christmas cookies vegan so that I can enjoy them. But I think if, you don't have the availability to do that, eat the cookies, eat, do what feeds your soul as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we said at the beginning of this, it's really all about the balance. And I really found confidence and comfortability and was able to enjoy my holidays more knowing that I'd be able to eat 100% paleo because I had so much anxiety, you know, around eating foods that I thought was going to make me feel bad. And then I couldn't really enjoy myself. You know, I was more worried about, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Is that food going to make me feel super bloated and in pain? And if I have one glass of wine, am I going to be throwing up in the bathroom for the rest of the night? You know, it was right, right, right. And ruin your holidays essentially. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot with that. And there's also the piece of it too, where then if you start thinking about those things, get yourself worked up. And then it's almost like self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, right? Like, you don't, you're kind of like, okay, I'm so nervous. You get your stomach all worked up and then you get a stomach ache. And then it's like, did the food cause the stomach ache? Did I call you know? And so it's almost better to kind of set yourself up, prep as much as possible mm-hmm. and then see what happens. Like, how do you, how would you say that you make sure that everything is going to be paleo? Do you cook? Do you bring things with you? Like what's your go-to? It was definitely a transition from year to year. I mean, I've been eating paleo now for about seven years, six years. It's, it's been a long time. Um, but the first holidays I remember, I didn't want to like burden anybody. I didn't want to contact my, my family who was hosting the holiday that year to tell them what I couldn't, couldn't eat. I just kind of was like, Oh, you know, well, at least I know I can eat like the Turkey or the ham. Cause that'll just be neat. And everything else I'll just bring. If there's anything Mm -hmm. that I want, I'll just bring it. And so, I mean, you know, nobody's ever going to object to more food. So sure, there was this funny dynamic for a little while though, because I became paleo first. And then my mom and my dad became paleo within the next year. And so then the following Thanksgiving, I was making food for my parents and me. And so we had a totally like separate buffet for paleo food to the point where I was cooking like, if like four days before Thanksgiving, I mean, I had to make, I made my own stuffing, cranberry sauce, sweet potato casserole. I made my marshmallows for the casserole. I make pecan pie bars every year. I make pumpkin pie and it's 100% all paleo friendly. And so I just finally like got used to it to the point where- I knew this was going to be better for me long-term and I like it this way. So just making my own recipes was great, but it was funny because my, my dad just loves leftovers. I mean, he, he wants to have food for days after Thanksgiving. So 
and there'd be like signs on the paleo buffet that was like <laughs> for paleo eaters only like oh my god don't I- eat <laughs> yeah don't touch but that's amazing like, that people are participating you know yes yes no and I think that that's I kept telling my dad I'm like dad I literally made so much food like nobody's gonna eat all this food okay like it's gonna be fine right but he just was like I want pumpkin pie tomorrow I want, I'm like okay but that is what's so great is that the rest of my family was curious and interested and they would all be like, your food looks amazing. Like, and I never, ever, ever want to exclude anyone from eating anything they want to eat, especially if it's somebody who's really never tried healthier options of food, because I'm, I think it's inspiring to kind of like taste this food that tastes exactly like your food, except it's organic and it's using unrefined sugars and things that are just better for your body. And it's pretty wild. And this year specifically was a little different because we're in New York this year, as opposed to being back home in Texas. And my parents came up here and we went to my uncle's farm for the first time for the holidays. And I made all the sides. They made the Turkey. I made everything else. And so it was awesome. Cause like the majority of the meal was paleo food and everybody was like, this stuff is amazing. And so it comes down to just finding the right recipes and, and feeling confident about them because sometimes, I mean, I've even had family tell me that they liked my pumpkin pie better than they liked like the yeah. grocery store pumpkin pie. For sure. I mean, and I do that too. Like with my in-laws, I just don't tell my father-in-law, like he loves my, <laughs> he loves my banana cream pie. Then I, then I finally, I'm like, it's vegan. Or I made, I did like a Snickers pie for Thanksgiving and like they, everybody loved it. And I'm like, it's, it's totally vegan. Right. So yeah. I think that's such a that's a really good way. Like, I think just to be, bring your own food, you know, look up recipes, go on Pinterest. I wish I could say that my (laughs) book was going to be out, but I don't know yet, but I can check out my, my Instagram or Mel's for recipes and things like that. I also think that there's something about sticking to your day-to-day routine Because beyond the food and stomach things and making sure that you don't flare, there's a lot of stress involved with the holidays and also exhaustion. That was something really big that I struggled with last year with hosting was that I was so, so fried and I really like struggled through that. So what are some of the things that are your deal breakers? Like you have to do these things, holidays or no holidays water, (laughs) drink water. Yeah. (laughs) I don't go anywhere without my water bottle. Like, yeah. Even if we're traveling, if you're flying somewhere else to see family, if you're no matter what, whenever it gets busy, if you're out of town, if you have people staying, like it's sometimes hard to remember to drink water. I hear it nonstop from clients. Like, Oh, we were just traveling. I just haven't been as good about water. And I'm like, why? You know, like there's nothing holding you back from drinking water besides the fact that you just don't think about it. So, but it can be the biggest thing that makes a difference in how you feel and you forget about it. And then you're like, why do I feel awful? And you're like, oh yeah, I've literally had two sips of water today. And it's something so avoidable. It's like so avoidable. And it's easy to just get a water bottle, make it your baby, bring it with you everywhere you go. Cause no matter what, you're going to get thirsty and you're going to drink it. And some of the best times are like when you're in the car on the go. So 
Yeah, for sure. Supplements. I mean, I definitely try to like bring my enzymes and things with me when I go to family's houses to take when I'm eating food, no matter what, um, including if you are somebody with gluten sensitivity or intolerance, especially around the holidays when people are cooking for you, sometimes it happens, you know, parents, in-laws, they try to make everything gluten-free for you and understand, but there are accidents cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's cross contamination. And I have an enzyme from apex energetics called gluten flam. That's really great. That's specifically a gluten enzyme. So I just take that anytime. I'm not sure about what I'm eating just in case, uh, just to avoid from further symptoms and it helps your body break that down a lot better. But I mean, what are your, you know, deal breakers? I think it depends. Like if I'm home, I'm definitely doing a coffee enema for Mm -hmm. sure. Day of day after, you know, taking binders. I agree. Supplements 100%. I think another thing that's really important that people don't really think about, especially with some of the holidays that you're going to eat a lot at all times. I have a breakfast. I think that that's like a really big thing that people don't think about because they're like, okay, I'm not going to eat anything. Then I'm going to go crazy later. You know? I think a really important thing is like stick to your schedule. Like if you eat at seven o'clock in the morning, like have a small breakfast, like have something healthy with just so that you don't get somewhere or have all these things. And then you're ravenous and then you get a stomach ache, which is what happens to Rob, who was like barely breathing on the way home from Thanksgiving, who was like his stomach hurts so much, you know, it's, I think sticking to the way you eat, like your dietary pattern is, is also just like key. And yeah, those are like the major ones. I feel like I don't, oh, I definitely stick to my enzymes. I don't always remember to take like my nighttime vitamins. I feel like with that kind of stuff, but yeah, as much as you can stick, stick to your routine. And then I think just, you know, setting boundaries with your family and friends is also really important. If everybody knows that you have, you know, an issue with, fatigue, right? Like, or you have chronic illness, like you have to just let people know that like, maybe you need to take a break and go into the bedroom or you go to the bathroom and like, look at your phone for a little, like I definitely hide out sometimes and go take a couple of deep breaths when I get to, when it gets to be too much. Yes. I definitely think that's really important. And something I know I've learned the hard way, you know, where you're, you're just doing everything for everyone. You're in every conversation. It's go, go, go. You get home at like 7 PM. You're like, I can't move, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're just exhausted. And so I even, you know, specifically this year, my, my brother was up from the city. My siblings were all together and they wanted to go out on like, they're playing disc golf, which is kind of like hiking and So it's strenuous for a couple of hours, a lot of walking. Um, and they wanted to do it two days in a row and they're like, come with us, come with us. And I'm like, listen, guys, I'm going to go tomorrow. You guys go today and I'm just going to chill while you're gone. You know, like you just kind of have to find those moments. And, and, you know, my family at that point could have had two routes they could have taken like, oh, Mel, you buzzkill come with us, you know, but they at this point respect me and they know what I'm dealing with. And they're like, okay, perfect. We'll do it tomorrow. You know? And they let me have my space and my time. And so I think yeah. family, especially because I am like an extroverted <laughs> introvert, people don't really think about that sometimes that and we've talked about this, where I get my energy from like communicating and talking to other people. Right. But at the end of the day, I have to recharge my battery. Like, yeah, same here. 
you know, at the end of the entire week of Thanksgiving last week, we just sat there and we're like, can we just watch TV? Like it's, it had been so long since we just sat and like zoned out on a screen. But sometimes even if you're able to just do it five, 10 minutes before bed or whatever, watching TikTok on your phone, just like have a moment of just silence and like peace to yourself if you can. Cause I, I think it's a good time to recharge. Yeah. For sure. And whatever you need to do, right. Whether it's taking a bath or reading a book, or if you can literally only go into the bathroom and just like try to breathe like out the window, (laughs) you know, I don't know, whatever you need to do. I think just like making sure to take care of yourself. I also think there are some tools and some things, you know, especially with the people like me who, uh, who are dealing with chronic pain regularly, you know, some of the stuff that, that I always talk about is like compression gear, right? Like if you have leg pain, muscle pain in your legs, wearing compression socks, wearing, you know, braces underneath your clothes that kind of help with your neck and shoulders, things like that, or your hip, like wearing a hip brace. Those are some things that I find to be helpful heating pads and ice packs and like things that you, you know, maybe you can bring those with you. It's, those are trickier things to, to implement, but they can be helpful when you're standing for a long time or, or sitting for a long time, you know, talking to family or whatever it is. Like, I just feel like having some tools that you can use, I think is just, it's just good to rely on it if you need to. Yeah, for sure. Just knowing what you need and preparing ahead of time. I, I yeah. always talk about how everything is easier in our world when you plan and prep ahead. Like no mm-hmm. matter what, even if you want to text your grandma and be like, grandma, what are you cooking? What's Aunt Linda cooking? You know, like whatever you need to do to just know what to expect, I think is going to help you feel more at ease in general. And, and I know as far as, you know, things you want to make sure are still happening that are from your normal routine, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, just making sure you're having bowel movements, like, like you mentioned with the coffee enemas, even if, you know, people or our listeners don't do coffee enemas, just making sure you're having a daily BM. Cause when you're eating foods that are kind of like out of your normal routine, it is likely that it'll go two or three days while you're on vacation. You realize, Oh, (laughs) crap, literally like I haven't gone. And so oh, yeah. <laughs> I always have, um, magnesium citrate around and mm-hmm. you can just take some of that like with dinner, um, just to try and help get things moving. But you want to make sure you're not going multiple days with constipation that like you, cause that stuff will just make you feel awful. And that's something that also kind of ties into the hydration aspect, but if you make sure you're still eating veggies and you're eating the foods that, you know, do well with you and, and take your enzymes. Hopefully, you know, things won't really ever be out of sorts for you during the holidays. And and for sure, you won't feel like you have to start over when it's the new year. You know, I think that that's something I, mm-hmm. I'm constantly seeing online and people are like, you know, why wait? Like why wait to feel better? Like why not just focus on it every day a little bit at yeah. a time? And and over time, you know, January is going to start and you're going to be like, oh, I'm already feeling. Yeah. Well, late. you're never starting in January. You're never starting on Monday if you just are continuing to live a balanced life. And I think that's what both of us believe and preach and live. And, and that's just, I'm excited for the holidays and I love a new year. Yeah. I hate New Year's <laughs> Eve. I love a new year. I love a new month. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's an organization thing for me. So yeah. yeah, I just, I hope everyone has happy holidays. We're going to jump into hot goss. We're not going anywhere, but I just, you know, stay safe out there, everyone. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, I love the holidays too. I mean, it just snowed here last week for the first time and I'm just a giddy schoolgirl. Like every time it happens, I'm like, Oh, everything's so cute. You're such pretty. a, you're such a Texan. I'm like, uh, it's <laughs> snowing again. Like, God damn it. And just, uh, it's cold. I know it. it was cold though. Oh my God. It was so cold. And it's also Aaron- dark here at four o'clock. Like yeah. already oh, yeah. the sun is setting. Yes. <laughs> it's wild. But I literally got to wake up my little sister the morning it was snowing. I ran into her room, jumped on her bed and I was like, look outside, look outside. (laughs) And she was like, no way. And it's just so fun. It's those kind of moments that are just so wonderful. And, and, you know, if you guys ever do want holiday recipe ideas and things just for inspiration to get yourself excited, there's so many good resources, but I do have a whole holiday, like paleo folder on my Pinterest, which is linked on my website. So like in the top right where my Instagram stuff is, there's also like a link to my Pinterest. So you can go find everything there. Uh, I have so much stuff, peppermint marshmallows and fudge and just really yummy, good holiday stuff, hot chocolates. And, but my favorite cookbook always is going to be Danielle Walker's celebrations. If you don't have it, it is a staple in my home. I I pretty much use every single one of those recipes. So I'm not, this isn't a plug. This is just like, I use her cookbook so much during the holidays. So definitely check that out and, you know, get excited about Christmas and New Year's and, and Hanukkah and enjoy yourself this holiday season and, you know, continue to be healthy and live your healthy life. And hot goss is going to be very exciting today. We've got a long list of some drama, which is great because I feel like we talk about TV shows a lot, but like today I kind of wrote down a lot of like celeb drama that's kind of going on, Mm -hmm. which is just fun and a little bit out of the norm of what we typically do. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Let's dive right in. I did want to make sure I started off just telling you that I finally started Good Trouble, which has been finally. fun. I mean, honestly, it is kind of out of desperation because everything I want to watch, I watch with my sister and she's really busy right now. So I kind of have to find like a show I can just watch on my own, my downtime. I don't so- feel like you're super into it, though. I'm not that into it. I mean, I'm enjoying (laughs) it, but maybe I just haven't gotten to like the good part yet. I don't know. Like I'm probably nine episodes into season one and I don't, you know, I think it was season two that really roped me in. Yeah, there was, there was certain scenarios and certain things that I got roped into, but I think I was watching it. Yes. Cause I didn't have other things to watch. I, I do think it was good. I think you just have to you have to get into it. Once you start getting into more of the relationships, understanding the characters more, I think that's, you know, where, where it kind of gets you, but that's awesome that you're <laughs> starting that. So we could talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, what else today? Well, the hot goss today, um, yeah. because you know, I love talking about Olivia Rodrigo and teenage yes. drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Joshua Bassett, who was the lead in High School Musical, the musical, the series, who is the alleged, you know, person that Driver's License was written about. He just dropped three singles that you should listen to after this because he's dropping some like hints, you know, some clues, some Mm -hmm. facts that are kind of clapping back and debunking a lot of what Olivia says in her album Sour, which I think is really interesting because he's probably been through hell and back this year with all of these 
fans and girls that are just like, this is all your fault. We hate you. You know, and when Olivia has a boyfriend now, you know, like she's very happy. It all worked out for a reason. Right, right, right. Like, let's all move on. Yeah. (laughs) And artists have to take, you know, like, I feel like they have to take artistic leniency about the details they put out. And I mean, Taylor Swift takes a lot of this too, where everything is a little probably over dramatized just because it's a better song that way, you know, and it hooks us in and we get excited about it. And so it, at times this year, I have felt bad for Joshua Bassett because he kind of like just got a lot of, a lot of grief and he seems like a really nice guy and I really like him in the show. So this is kind of his way of telling his side of the story. And all three music videos are fantastic. One of them kind of reminds me of Harry Styles. So if you like Harry music, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of in that same category, which I love Harry, but, um, in general, it's some good tea and definitely listen to it because yeah, I'm like, Whoa, this is kind of rewriting the script and kind of throwing right. Olivia under the bus in a little bit. <laughs> so, right, right, right. So interesting. Oh my God. It's just a crazy world we live in because I just can't get away with anything. That's also the problem. So like, yes, artists should be able to take those liberties, but then it's also like, yeah, you can't speak, can't do anything without somebody writing a song about you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's constantly on my brain with Taylor Nation lately, just because of everything that's been going on with her re-records and dropping red a couple weeks ago, which was just the highlight of my life and the 10 minute version of all too well, which she released a short film for. And I mean, we could, I could honestly have an entire podcast about Taylor Swift. I'm convinced. <laughs> like I, the only thing I found count, out, count me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> but it's just so good. And like that I've, that's one of my, probably if not my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time. And she has like, you know, hundreds of songs. So it was massive when she announced she was doing a film and it was with Dylan O'Brien who is from the show Teen Wolf and he's been in the Maze Runner movies and Sadie Sink who is the younger actress from Stranger Things and at first when I saw them you know get hired for those roles I was like oh my god she did that because Dylan is like 29 and Sadie's like 20 and those are the ages that Jake and Taylor were when they dated and I was like oh that's good but it's kind of crazy because just seeing a visual of that song that I've listened to thousands of times yeah. in my life was such an amazing experience. And it made me so emotional. I was like, whoa, like, I think i never really fully imagined what that song would look like, but oh, so good. And it just filled my little soul right up. And I love her so much, but in general, and that kind of reminded me of what's going on with Jake Gyllenhaal right now. Cause there's like, I don't understand. Are people dragging him? Like what's going on? Well, yeah. Cause like all of this old drama that w- happened back in 2012, you know, not, not everybody knew about that stuff. And so people, you know, Gen Z on TikTok are figuring all this stuff out now of like what these songs are about. And so people are like really mad at her ex-boyfriends. Cause like, I think the songs re-releasing it's just kind of re-sparking that passion you know that people have mm-hmm. for for her as an artist and a person and and the song is pretty brutal I mean a lot of the stuff she talks about is how heartbroken she was and so I mean it's 10 years later and Jake G yeah. is like out just trying to live his life and people are like like just give her the scarf back just give her the scarf back and just like weird crazy oh my you know. god but I think the thing that tipped it over for me was that um, I saw that there was this startup 
brand company in like New York city that spent their entire marketing salary or marketing budget for the year on this like big ad they put on a side of the building in Manhattan that there's this one line where in the song it says that like it was love, but you never called it what it was. That's like one mm-hmm. of the lyrics. And so on the side of the building, it says, just call it what it was, Jake. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, oh like this is just, this is a movement. Like that's there's... a big, that's a big move to spend. You, they probably had a very large marketing budget if they wasted it on such a thing. I know. I mean, it's cause wow. I mean, and I also have been kind of slightly triggered because I saw this TikTok of a football game where there were thousands of people and they were playing all too well on the speakers at this football game. And every student in like the whole stadium was singing it at the top of their lungs. And I'm over here like, dude, I was in college in 2012. Why wasn't this shit being played at the football games back then? I would have been living my best life if everyone was into Taylor Swift the way that I was back then, because I'm just like, man, I missed out. Like <laughs> I could have been, it could have been such a huge fan base and you know, now I'm 30 and it's, it's still cool to be a Taylor fan, but I wish it had <laughs> been cool back then because maybe I would have been cool way sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you're cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for just you have you know, my having... stamp of approval, which means nothing, but Everything oh, it means time. everything. No, it means everything. And I know you've been watching Selling Sunset lately, so I'd love to hear yes. about your drama. Yeah, so Selling Sunset is back for anyone that has been watching that show. It is wild. I really think you should watch it. Mel, I know you're not like big into the reality stuff, but it's- No, really- I'm here for it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just honestly have never watched it, but it yeah. looks very interesting. And I, yeah, they're so rich. They, the commissions that they make on the people that buy the homes are rich, but the real estate people. So it's a, it's a group of real estate agents called the Oppenheimer group in California and they sell very expensive homes, but then their commissions are so huge. It's insane. There's like drama. It's really like a whole bunch of like all these like hot women that basically work there. And these two twin guys that run, run it. So Justin Hartley from This Is Us, who's like the brother on This Is Us. He was married to Chriselle, who is one of the real estate agents on this show. It's interesting because they're married when she starts it. So all of that drama that unfolded where he's now with somebody else, I think that they're engaged or married. I don't, I don't really know. Like I didn't follow that story, but you actually see he's not on Selling Sunset at all, but you see the repercussions of, or the aftermath of him asking for a divorce and all this stuff. And she is hands down one of the most beautiful people I've seen. I mean, I've never met her in person, but she is gorgeous. And all of the women there are, one of the women had a baby and it's almost humanly impossible that she looks the way that she looks like a week after, like she just casually has a baby mid season. And it's just like back, like the following week. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Um, like, did you really have this child? So anyway, what's so interesting about this season, it's the fourth season is that Chriselle has been dating one of the owners of the real estate group. Mm. And why this is interesting is because they started dating while it was filming, but they didn't come out to everybody until 
I think right after the filming ended. So next season you'll see them together. But in this season, what I found to be really fun, me just being me, is that I was trying to just see all the little see all the little hints that basically showed that they were together. Like yeah. one time he calls her babe and anyway, so really fun. Also just super happy for her because she was really, really blindsided and heartbroken by Justin Hartley. And I, that was like actually really sad to watch. I think last season when all that happened, I, I cried for her because it was, Aww. it was really, really sad. She's a really nice, I, I mean, again, I don't know her, but she seems really nice. So that's selling sunset. That's mm-hmm. back. I finished that. It's only 10 episodes. So yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just, I'm ready to watch sex lives of college girls. So I want to hear what's going on with that. Yeah. So this is a new Mindy Kaling show on HBO max that I've been anxiously awaiting for. And I hadn't been able to watch the first episode until just this morning. So we watched it. It's just as good as I thought it was going to be. It's so funny. I love Mindy. So, you know, her stuff's always going to be good. Everything she does is amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've met something that she's done that I don't like. Yeah. And I, I got really excited when um the girl who's the blonde lead in it, her name's Renee, and she was actually the lead in Mean Girls on Broadway. She played Regina George. Mm-hmm. So I knew her from musical theater, which is awesome because I love, you know, I love getting to see musical theater performers on film. I think it's just always nice to see people getting those opportunities, but I was watching the show this morning. They're set at a college, of course. And so part of me was like, I wonder where they filmed this. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I recognized this like street where they were in one of the scenes. And I was like, oh my God, I think that's in Poughkeepsie. And because Poughkeepsie is like 15 minutes North of me mm-hmm. and Vassar college is in Poughkeepsie. Mm. And I was like, holy shit like I was literally just there last week like they have this really cute coffee shop that's right there and I was walking around specifically listening to Taylor Swift's red because I wanted to walk around a college campus like in the leaves oh my god no <laughs> I, I I can't with this just, just love me okay just love me I'm I'm all I need <laughs> I don't even think I can hang up. I'm leaving. Goodbye. No, I'm just, I'm so glad I did that because I got to see Vassar and fully looked up where they filmed and they filmed in Poughkeepsie at Vassar. And I'm like, I fucking knew it. Like that's wild to me. And I found out recently too, there's just a lot of movies that get filmed in Poughkeepsie. It's so weird. Like there's another one with one of the guys from the kissing booth that's being filmed up there Hmm. right now, like literally on the street where Justin works and he walked by and they like looked up the project and he came home and he was like, didn't you watch those kissing booth movies? I'm like, of course I did. And yeah, it's a movie with the, the younger brother, the guy that was Joey King's best friend in the movie. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't know. I'm not used to that because I feel like nothing ever, nothing cool ever happens in Dallas. So I'm like, yeah, why all this show I'm watching is literally filmed in a place I was last week, which is just stupid. So now I'm like, if it's going to come back for a second season, I'm going to go up there and be like, what's up girls? You know, like, yeah, all in all, I'm very excited to watch that show. I think it's going to be very enjoyable right up our alley. Uh, It made me laugh out loud. So you're going to love it. And I did finish the second season of Love Life, which was that mm-hmm. show that came out last year with Anna Kendrick on HBO mm-hmm. Max that was one of my favorites of the year. I mean, it was in my top five because it's it was just such a good show. And it was just one season and it was basically her entire 
love life. Like from the time where she was like 20 to 30. And I enjoyed it specifically because she was about, about my age. She was in New York city. Um, and it was just so fun to watch. And I loved seeing her grow up in the show and we got to see her every single relationship was a different episode. So each episode kind of focused on a different guy and what she learned from that relationship and how she grew and eventually found her soulmate. So I got really excited when I heard they were coming back for season two, but it was a completely different story with a completely different person. Mm. And the whole season is about a black man, which is fantastic. And I'm here for it. But all in all, the entire vibe of the show was just completely different. Like it was mainly about his divorce. Like the whole show Uh starts at the beginning of him getting divorced. And so the majority of the season was just really sad. Like, I don't feel like anything that was going on was what like fun to watch necessarily. Like the first season was just really, really fun and like moving and entertaining and there were a lot of aspects about this season that I think are very current. Um, but like, it just confused me because it went from being this like girly, completely like revolved around love story show to like something completely different. So I'm really curious to see what kind of response it will get because mm-hmm. part of me thinks like a lot of the younger female crowd that watched season one might not be like invested yeah. in too because it's just such a different different vibe sure but I I did watch it all I will say by the end of it it was good I think it was kind of leading up to the entire like finale to where you get to kind of see how this man comes in his own and really finds happiness and but but it was the ride was a little tougher than than season one it was definitely a lot of yeah more lows than highs so if if you're game for that Mm -hmm. like go for it um I'm not yeah, I figured you weren't going <laughs> to watch watching it. it. I'll be over here watching my Hallmark movies and yes. all my happy things. There's so many happy things right now. I and I have never had a, a platform where I can actually give this recommendation, but because it's the holidays, I'm just going to go for it. If anyone listening has ever heard of the movie Anna and the Apocalypse, it's like one of my favorite like low-key Christmas movies that I watch every year have I ever told you about this no what are you talking about it is get ready for it and don't hate me it's a Christmas zombie musical (laughs) oh my god I can't (laughs) I know I knew you'd be like wow but I we, we saw in theaters years ago because when I first heard about it I was like no way yeah but the cast is all British and the people that wrote it and made it are our age essentially. And they grew up like watching high school musical and they were like, you know what? The only thing that could make this better would be is zombies. And so yeah. <laughs> they made a zombie musical. that's like revolves around these teens in high school trying to find themselves and then all of a sudden it's a zombie apocalypse, but it's during Christmas. So they like throw in little Christmas undertones and things that just make it really fun. So if, if you like high school musical, if you like zombie land, if you like La La Land, this movie, you will die. It's going to be like your Christmas movie every year. So I, it's one of my faves. I just had to throw it in because 
have all right. I respect now. that. <laughs> I respect that. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's in line with watching a Christmas Prince or whatever, those other Netflix movies. Definitely <laughs> not for you. The princess switch. I, but <laughs> I think, yeah, that's interesting. So I think that's a Thank good, you. that's a good reco. And it seems like there's a lot of love in the air because there's a lot of couples, like celeb couples getting back together, getting together, breaking up. Like what is going on? I can't deal with Kim Kardashian and um, Pete Davidson. Yeah. It's the probably the best it's thing best. that I think has ever happened in, <laughs> what? in, in celebrity dating. I think it's so I don't think funny. it's real. I think it's not it's, real. I think, you think it's, it's real? real. Yeah. No, they so, met on SNL and like, it just kind of all happened and everyone freaking loves Pete Davidson. Okay. No. Okay. I have issues I mean, with Pete Davidson. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. First of all, I've, I've been an SNL fan for a really long time, but I haven't been watching it this season. So shame on me, but there was a Hogwarts trivia show that's been going on on Sunday nights. I don't know if you've seen this. No. Yes, it's called it's called like battle of the houses or something. And it's Helen Mirren is hosting it. Wow. Okay. It is, it's so good. So for anybody that's into Harry Potter, definitely recommend watching it. I think it's on TBS on Sunday nights. Look for it. But they had him as a guest that came on like through the video and he read a passage for one of the trivia questions. My issue with Pete Davidson is just that I just don't understand him. Like, I just don't, I don't get the the appeal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I there's literally a YouTube video that got recommended to me that was like why every woman loves Pete Davidson. And I almost, why, and what is it? Why well, I, I didn't watch it because I was like, I'm, I'm oh. not gonna watch that. But now you, I are you attracted to him? No, no. You, like I'm not into him, but like I, I just think he's a funny, funny person. I like him. Yeah. Personality-wise. I mean, but he's dated like Ariana Grande, like Phoebe Einavore from Bridgerton. It's, like it's no. a, a whole thing. And I mean, but like oh Kim Kardashian it's just so good like and I think it's funny because like all the Kardashians are dating these like tall like tattooed like white yeah guys. well that's like, what people <laughs> think well people think that she's like copying Courtney doing the Travis Barker thing so I don't right. know but I don't but think I, she's yeah. copying I just think at this point she was like okay what's the opposite of Kanye <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally totally I just also think that she I don't think anyone that she's ever been with publicly has been good looking in my opinion yeah I don't know I'm not that into the Kardashians like I I I I mean I think they're interesting but I've never watched them so I can't I don't really have much of an opinion but you know who I did have an opinion about were Madeline and Chase or Matter Banks breaking up and Camilla and Shawn Mendes breaking up and Mm. I like that was like two hits in a row that I was just right to the heart. They'll, like, they'll probably Madeline and Chase will probably get back together when they're filming. Right. Like, I mean, I never understood that it was the same thing with Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse. Like, I'm like, how do you then continue to film a relationship? Yes. I don't know. Like, I mean, they're they're actors, you know, at the end of the day, like, but they were together for like a year and they basically live together. And like, she will probably get back together. Why'd they break up? Do you know? I don't know. Did that come out? No, I'm so Mm. sad though. Like all I know is that she like went to, I think Italy to film for knives out too. And that's like essentially when I think they broke up. Like, I don't know if maybe 
she just just got to the point where she recognizes like my career is about to take off and I'm never going to be home, you know? And Mm -hmm. I don't know what chase is going on or what his intentions are in his career, but I mean, I get the sense that Madeline's about to become like a really big, really big actress. I I think, um, like a Margot Robbie kind of, so, and I don't know. I mean, Chase is amazing, but he's like almost, he's like 30. I think he just turned 30. Madeline's like 24. So I imagine she's like ready for whatever happens, you know? And cause she's so early on in her career, but Chase, I think was kind of toward the end of his trying to audition and like figure it out. And Outer Banks was like his thing that just somehow happened. And cause he was broke. There's like so many interviews where he talks about how he barely got this job. And so I don't know. I feel like maybe Chase is like ready to settle down and Madeline's just like, I'm about to become a huge star. And I love both of them to death, but that's just what I assume, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't know what happened, but, um, with Sean Mendes and Camilla Cabello, I, I really thought they were like end game just because, They've had like a thing going on forever. I feel like yeah. ever since that, that song that they did together forever ago, I know what you did last summer. Like, I forgot that was them. Um, do you know <laughs> oh, what song it? it yeah. No, I don't. I love him though. I do like his music. I do too, but rip, you know, those couples, hopefully we'll see them get back together, but you know, just some highlights of things that we have coming up that we're both excited about. Well, I mean, I know, mm-hmm. I know I'm excited about the sex and the city reboot, but I know Amanda's not. So, <laughs> well, but, I'm just not excited about reboots in general, but I, I probably will watch it just yeah. for the sake of watching it, but I'm, I'm just irritated about it because just mean, let and- it die. Like we are sick in the city. Like we had inspiration because we both love we sex did. in the city. Yes. Yes. But, but in let general, it die. yeah. Like, I mean, it was just so good. The first movie was good. I accepted it. And then the second one, I was like, what are they doing? But in general, I did just find out that um, what's her name? The woman who plays Samantha, she's playing a role in the new how I met your father spinoff. So oh, she is, that's, really? I think one of the reasons why she didn't accept the sex in the city job. Uh, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Kim Cattrall. Yes. Thank you. And so I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's coming out so- like soon in general, we have sex in the city next week. We have Emily in Paris season two, the week right before Christmas Cobra Kai season four coming out New Year's Eve, which I'm very excited about. I love that show. Uh, the Harry Potter reunion show on HBO Max on January 1st. It's dropping that I'm so excited about. The first time, like, the whole cast is back together again in, like, a decade. Yeah, that's going to be insane. I'm going to cry. I can't wait. Like, <laughs> yes. So um. <laughs> now I should now I should plug the Harry Potter trivia show. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to come up at some point. <laughs> Euphoria finally is dropping in January as well. The second season of Euphoria, which I feel like we've been waiting two years for, and I'm very excited about that show. So thank goodness it's back. Zendaya is just everything to me. So I cannot wait to watch that. And honestly, like, it's just crazy that it's like the end of the year. I mean, my, my brain hasn't physically really process the information. I'm, I have two weeks and I'm going back like to Texas for like a week, which is going to be so fun. I haven't been back in forever, but just, you know, able to see friends and go back to all my favorite restaurants. But I've been making, um, this scrapbook that I make every year for Justin and me. And it was pretty shocking to me, everything I did this year. Like I, I, sometimes you forget everything 
but once you kind of sit down and go through your phone, you're like, oh my God, like so much happened this year. And yeah, I, I think just before we kind of wrap up our December podcast, our last podcast episode of the year, I would love to kind of hear, you know, your highlights from 2021, oh my God. Just, to, just to say, you know, so long to a year and, and I don't even get started know. on a new one. <laughs> I don't even know this. I haven't even been able to wrap my head around the fact that this year is ending. I feel like this was one of the craziest years. I think the highlight was probably my wedding, I think was probably the highlight. I think all of the events with that, that really made this year like huge. And then, yeah, I mean, we started the podcast this year. I changed jobs like eight times this year. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. It's been, it's been wild. Those are definitely some of the highlights. What about you? I mean, the podcast for sure. Like we, we kicked this thing off, I think in like February, maybe or end of Uh January last year, we just kind of, our photo shoot still will forever be one of my favorite things when we took pictures in Brooklyn. And for some reason we were like, this will be smart to like take pictures right on the water in January. Like, I don't know what we were thinking. And then it starts snowing. Uh, but it was so much fun. And I, I mean, just the fact that I, I launched an entire online course this year and something I'd always wanted to do is just crazy. And I have to, I have to like remind myself of these things, especially as an entrepreneur, because time just gets away from you and you're just constantly hustling, trying to figure out what's Mm -hmm. next. And, and so just taking a moment, especially like during Thanksgiving, you know, we went around the table and said what we were thankful for. And I, I realized like I've had opportunities this year to, like potentially change people's lives, which is something I have never done before, nor never imagined that I'd ever have an opportunity to do. And I think I just have to, I always have to have that like in the back of my mind, because on the hard days where things just seem like they're tough and exhausting, it's like everything is so worth it. Like everything is just worth the effort. It's worth the time. It's worth your grad school. You know, like every, every time you write a paper or have to do homework and in the long run, you know, we, we do this for a reason and and we love what we do. And, and so we always want to thank you guys. And I hope everyone has a really happy holiday season and a very safe and happy new year. And we will talk to you in January. And if you like what you had to hear, as always subscribe, give us a rating or review on Apple podcasts and stay healthy and happy new year.